This is Real Ghost Stories Online. My name's Tony Bruski. Welcome to the show. Welcome back if you are a subscriber. Thank you so much for subscribing on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, wherever the case may be. We welcome you back to the show. Today's show, Real Ghost Stories from Real People. We got letters. We got callers. We got some good ghost stories to share from you guys. And of course, if you guys have a real ghost story, we invite you to share it with us. You can call it in at 855-853-4802, 855-853-4802, toll free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You just leave your story and then we play it back on the show. It is super easy to do. You can remain completely anonymous as well. Or you can write us your real ghost story. Again, you're an anonymous. It's completely up to you. Just uh, go to our website, Real Ghost Stories Online. Click Tell Us uh, tell us Your Ghost Story button and uh, write us your story. We love sharing it. This show is completely fueled by you guys and your ghost stories. So we need them to keep the show going. And we need your love. We need you to tell a friend. We need your feedback. We need you to let everybody know, hey, this show exists. It's a pretty good show. I think it is. And uh, share, share some of that love by leaving a comment for us, uh, either on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube, wherever you're watching, just saying what you think about the show. And in fact, in fact, here's a little incentive to do just that. Whatever medium you use us, whatever medium you're consuming the show through, if it's iTunes, then uh, go to our show page on iTunes and, uh, and leave a comment about the show. If it's Stitcher, leave a comment about the show there. If it's YouTube, leave a comment uh, below one of the shows. And if you do that, if you do that, I'm going to give you a bonus show to listen to for leaving a comment. An absolutely exclusive show for folks who leave comments. Now, how do I know if you left the comment? Well, here's what you need to do. After you leave that comment on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, go to our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. Or just email me. You can go to that Tell Us Your Ghost Story button and submit your info there. Or email me, Tony at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. And tell me what your username was that you uh, you left that comment under. Then I will reply back to you personally with a link to that exclusive show just for you. I'm going to make an entire episode just to say thank you to the folks who give us some feedback and help our show grow. So, again, here's what you need to do. On iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube, whatever platform you like to listen to us on, in in the show comments area where you can leave some feedback about the show, leave us a positive comment and then email me, Tony at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. Tony at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. It's T-O-N-Y at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. Tell me what your username was that you left the comment under, and then I'll reply back to you with a link uh, to check out an exclusive show that is only going out to you guys who leave those comments, okay? That's showing some love back. It's a big thank you. And it's going to be a normal show. It's not going to be like some, uh, we're going to make a 10-minute or a 5-minute show. Full 30-minute episode filled with real ghost stories, uh, callers, letters, and just stuff that you haven't heard on, on the main show before just for you for leaving that comment. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. I look forward to hearing from you and sending you uh, that exclusive show. Uh, all right, on with today's 
show. We have uh, some callers. We have some uh, some ghost story letters to read. So to kick it off, let's go out to the phone lines and and get uh, a ghost story from uh, a caller to 855-853-4802. This gentleman dialed in the other night. Yes. Uh, hello, Tony Bruski. Uh, my name is Spencer. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I just figured out a call in with my... Uh my ghost story, I'm 16. Um, this ghost story happened whenever I was about 13 or 14. Um, my grandfather and grandmother owned some land in a town called Owasso, Oklahoma. And their house sat on a couple of acres. It was a very, very, very large land. Um, there'd be like land as kind of a backyard. And then next to it, there was just forest and grass and I don't believe they owned any of that land. But anyways, I would spend the night there a couple of times, and I would always kind of hear movement in bushes, hear some weird sounds, uh, dogs barking in that direction, and also I would just think in my head, they're just hunters or it's just people walking through there. But you know, at 2, 3 a.m., that's, that's not a very normal time for hunters. Um, and I found out recently that I have some Creek Indian in me. I'm, I'm 100% Caucasian, but there's just a little bit of Creek Indian in me. And I found out that on that land, there were Creek Indians that would go through there. I think uh, I, I think the main area was Creek Indians. I think that would be counted as the Muscogee area. For all you people, you can go Wikipedia that. But uh, I just figured I'd call in for the story. Um, I didn't really ever see anything. I mean, I, I would see shadows, and I would see silhouettes, and I would see figures walking through there, but I never heard any Indians. I never heard anything. It just it was always something that was very creepy and something to, something to uh, tell around the campfire. So uh, thanks for listening to this, and uh, love the show. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for your call. If you have a real ghost story, you can reach us at 855-853-4802, 855-853-4802, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave us your real ghost story. That was an interesting one. It's one that leaves a lot to the imagination. You know, it's a wooded area. Could it have just been some animals he was hearing out there in the distance? Or could there have been something else? going on. There's usually a a distinct sound difference between hearing people rummaging through a wooded area and animals. You may go, ah, I mean, how do you know? I grew up in the country. I grew up in a wooded area. I could tell for the most part when there were some hunters wandering through the back or if there was a raccoon wandering through the back. There's just a different sound to it. And if you're living in that area, you just, you know. And at 3 a.m., if you hear that sound, where it sounds as if someone, the sound you would typically inherently know as being human walking through there. And there shouldn't be a human wandering through there at that time. It leaves a lot to the imagination. Got another ghost story letter we're going to read here for you in just a second. And I remind you, please, to uh, share the love. Like I said, um, if if you share the love by writing us a comment uh, and giving us some feedback on the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube, 
uh, and then you email me what your username is so I can check out where you left that comment. I will email you back personally with a link to an exclusive show just for you that we're not putting out for the rest of the world. It will be an exclusive show just to say thank you. So you leave that comment on iTunes uh, in the comment section under our show, Stitcher or YouTube. Um, of course, put some stars behind it if you would. Five stars would be lovely if you really like the show. And then I'll give you that uh, that exclusive link. I'll reply back. Email me at Tony at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. T-O-N-Y at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. Once you do that with that username, I'll check it out. And I will reply back with that exclusive link for you for that show that's not going out to the rest of the world. Just a big thank you for showing some love and helping our show grow and get bigger. Okay, continuing on. This is a letter that was written to us from Bobby. She wrote it in at realghoststoriesonline.com. Click that tell us your ghost story button and this is what Bobby wrote us. Ready? Guys, here we go. It's kind of a creepy story. I must preface this story by saying that until this event occurred, I was an adamant non-believer. Having been raised in a very religious home, I was certain that the only spiritual beings that existed in our realm were either of heavenly or diabolical origin. This occasion turned that belief on its head. Four years ago, my now ex-husband and I took a road trip across the southern states. Along the way, we stopped to spend the night at a plantation near Alexandria, Louisiana. I've always been fascinated with history and historical locations, and this beautiful home was right up my alley. Or so I thought. We've all heard people say, I felt like someone was watching me. I always considered this to be a particularly idiotic statement. How can you feel someone watching you? From the moment we drove up the dirt lane to the mansion, I was struck with a very peculiar peculiar and unfamiliar feeling. It took a while before I realized it felt as though someone was looking over my shoulder. That put an end to my arrogant condescension towards people who make such a statement. My excitement at the great age and fascinating history of the property was overshadowed by a distinct feeling of unease. Where curiosity would normally have led me to explore every nook and cranny of the house, even sneaking into places where the public is generally not allowed, as I've been known to do in the past, I was unable to shake a slightly sickening feeling of dread. The house itself is possessed of a particularly dark history. Having seen the abomination of slavery a gratuitous violence of the Civil War, battles between the inhabitants and the indigenous native population of the area, and even execution, murder, and suicide, all of which took place on the grounds. The house is similar brick structures which have stood since well before the Civil War. It was in one of these outbuildings that my then-husband and I were to spend that would become one of the most memorable nights of my life. The building itself had a very homey, welcoming appearance, but I couldn't manage to make myself relax. It felt consistently on my guard. Every creak and groan made me jump and look around the room. Somehow, I managed to fall into a very uneasy sleep. 
Around 3.30 in the morning, my eyes popped open. It took a moment for me to realize that there seemed to be something hazy at the side of the bed. The property's light shining through the window provided enough light for me to see the interior of the room clearly. I blinked repeatedly, thinking that the black haze I was seeing had to be a trick of the eye. But as the black haze began to come together and grow both in size and viscosity, I realized to my complete horror that it was forming into the shape of a large woman. I opened my mouth and tried to scream and nothing would come out. I felt frozen. Before you argue that it may have been sleep paralysis, I would like to point out that I've suffered from sleep paralysis since I was a small child. I know well the feelings, effects, and even visual and auditory hallucinations that accompany it. Because I've experienced it for so long, I know when it's happening and know that the things I experience in that state are not real. This occurrence was completely, entirely different. It must have been only seconds, but it felt like an eternity. Time seems to slow when your adrenaline is pumping. I finally found my voice and screamed my head off. My husband, assuming it was a nightmare, shook me and yelled at me to wake up. I'm not asleep, I screamed. I shot bolt upright in bed and flicked the lamp on. The shape was gone. I was shaking and trembling and sweating and hyperventilating. I couldn't even find the words to tell my husband what had happened, though I did insist that we spend the rest of the night with every light and television turned on. After a restless span of hours, my husband informed me that he would never bring me to a potentially haunted property again. Around 8 a.m., we dragged ourselves to the main house for breakfast, after which the caretaker offered to take us on a tour of the property. At the end of the tour, he said, Since you're not staying the night, I'll tell you the story of your bungalow. Back before the Civil War, there were two slave women on this property who loathed each other. One was a house slave, the other a cook and nanny. The house slave, a devout practitioner of voodoo, decided she'd had all she could take of the cook and poisoned her dinner one night. The room where you stayed was the original kitchen. It's where the cook died. People often claimed to see her between two and three in the morning, either standing at their bedside or sitting in the chair in the corner. She's never malicious or fierce. She just seems to want to be remembered. As the story spilled from the man's mouth, I watched my husband's eyes grow wider and wider, as I'm sure my own were doing. I had finally told him what had happened during the night, and in the bright light of the morning, it had been easy to tell myself that it was a dream. The man's story filled me with dread, and my husband turned to me and said, Tell him about your dream. I then proceeded to choke out my account of my own experience, followed by pacing the floor of the upstairs hole and repeating to myself over and over, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. It was just a dream. Though I well knew it wasn't. The man showed no surprise whatsoever and responded, you have no idea how many times I've heard that same story. For the rest of the day, I refused to enter the building by myself. I could feel the unfortunate woman's eyes on me every time I had to walk into the former kitchen. Though I felt no danger, I was terrified simply because it was an alien experience for which I was completely unprepared. I thought I should 
behave as any woman would want a stranger to behave in her domain. And so I was careful to treat every object in the place with a reverential respect. I cleaned away every trace of our presence and made sure all was tidy before we left. And every step of the way I could feel her watching me, curious, perhaps sad, and hopefully approving of the way I treated her residence. Since my encounter, I have endeavored to learn all I can about the supernatural to know more about my own experience. I do not take the subject lightly, and it's far more than a means of entertainment. I fully believe that 90% of hauntings can be explained away by natural phenomena, perhaps even my own experience. I'm sure some of my emotions were brought on simply by knowing the history of the place and not through some psychic communication, as I'm not remotely physically sensitive and prefer to keep it that way. However, I now realize that there is far more to the spiritual realm that we can grasp, and it's not possible to assign rules to it and put it in a tidy little box. As I've gained knowledge, I've begun, begun to question, where does our energy go when we leave our bodies? Clearly, we're not simply sent above or below. Energy cannot be destroyed. It must go somewhere. And sometimes that energy comes into contact with our realm. Though I am far too much of a chicken to ever investigate a location myself, I admire and respect those who do, those who do it legitimately, with the intention of learning and of helping energies that are trapped and unhappy. Someday I'd love to return to the plantation in Louisiana and address the woman who showed herself to me years ago. I would like to thank her for opening my eyes, literally and figuratively. I'd like to apologize for my fear-based reaction and encourage her to move on from that place of death and suffering, to go to the light and to be with her loved ones, and to be at peace. Bobby, thank you for writing in that letter. I really, really greatly do appreciate it. Again, it's one of those letters that we get in and it makes you wonder even more about the beyond what it is that people are seeing out there and what what it is that they're experiencing something that comes to my mind that that i always wonder is why does it seem to take a human to communicate to an entity that they're gone and that they should move on why does that communication need to take place in order for that entity to move to the next place it should go to does it not realize that it's there already because if it's a conscious entity if it's a conscious being it would have to be to be able to communicate back and forth like that to understand hey we're telling you you're not really here move go to the light go you know exactly how she described it if it's that conscious to get that communication how is it not conscious enough to realize that it is in a place or in a state uh, that it's it's not on an earthly realm anymore where it was as a human you know that it, it's another question that comes up I, I don't profess to have the answer to it but it's one of those things where you just you, you go uh, how you know if one equals this why does this not equal that you know 
Very interesting. If you have a real ghost story, we'd love to hear it. You can call it in to us at 855-853-4802, 855-853-4802. Tell it to us in your own words. Or you can write in, just like Bobby did, on our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. We love getting your letters. We love getting your calls. That's what fuels our show. Without your stories, without your letters, we don't have a show. So uh, you supporting us really does make uh, make this show grow, get better uh, with with time. You know, the more stuff we get, the more shows we can put out to you, and we try and do it on a weekly basis. And right now, to show thank you uh, for you calling in uh, or, or writing in or just listening to the show, if you'd be so kind to go to iTunes or Stitcher or YouTube, whatever platform you listen to us on, and leave a comment on the show page, you know, saying, hey, love the show, thank you for the show, whatever you want to say, just tell us what you think about the show. Leave that comment and then email me and let me know that you left that comment uh, with the username that you used. And I'll, I'll just check it and say, okay, cool. Thank you so much. And then I'm going to email you a link directly um, for an exclusive show that we're not publishing out there. It's only going out to you guys who leave a comment for us. A bonus episode, and it's a full episode, full 30-minute episode, just like the ones you listen to every single week. Um, It's not like the bottom of the barrel stories that didn't make the cut. It is going to be a full, you know, ready-to-go episode that, you know, just like the other ones, just for you. Um, If you were going to be so kind to leave us a comment, a little bit of feedback, I ask you to do that because by doing that, that lets other people know about the show and it helps us grow. It's very easy to just consume the show. And a lot of you guys are. I see it every day, which I love that. I mean, we have thousands of people listening to every episode of our show now, which is amazing to me. It's, It's hard to fathom. We just start throwing the show out there and then suddenly, oh, people love it, you know. Thank you so much. Um, but we want to get more people listening to it. So by you leaving those comments, um, that's what helps people see the show and and go, okay, I'm going to check this out because, um, you know, Lori from Richmond said, this is a really freaky show. Uh, I like really freaky shows. Uh, I'm going to tune in. Um, so leave that comment for us on whatever platform you use, iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Um, or if there's another one out there that I'm unaware of that you're listening to us on, leave that comment uh, on that platform. Email me where it was, what the username is. Tony at Real Ghost Stories Online is my email. T-O-N-Y at realghoststoriesonline.com. And uh, I'm going to email you personally uh, a link to another show. Uh, a show that's not going to be published. It's just for you. So thank you in advance uh, for doing that. I really, really greatly do appreciate that. Let's go to another caller. Hi, you're on the air. When I was three, this is years ago, mm-hmm. I was moving in with my grandmother. And I can remember one night that uh, we heard something in the basement that sounded like chains dragging across the basement floor. What sort of a house was this? This is an old rock house that was built in the 1880s that was actually burial grounds were disturbed when they built the house there. And so now they will haunt that house. I can remember chains rattling on the basement floor like like you had a big toe chain and you were dragging it across the basement floor. Sure. And so my grandmother called one of her friends who was full-blooded Cherokee Indian. He said to go up and shoot over the house three times with a shotgun, not a rifle, mm-hmm. and that it would never bother you again. He did that, and the chains never happened again. But he went to jail 
for weapons charges. No, just kidding. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the ghost story. If you have a real ghost story to share with us, please give us a call. 855-853-4802. 855-853-4802. Leave it for us. Or you can write into us, realghoststoriesonline.com. And please, of course, share. Share the love. Subscribe to the show. You click that subscribe button and you will never miss an episode. We put them out every single week. Hi, you're on the air. Well, I live in a, about a 100-year-old farmhouse, mm-hmm. and when we moved in, about 11 o'clock every night, I would hear music coming from the back of the house in one of the back bedrooms. Describe and the music. It's like an old-time radio, like it's being tuned. Okay. And like if you hear music, you know, coming from a bar, you really can't make out the sure. sound, but you, you hear the music, you hear people talking. Okay. And that's what I hear coming from the back bedroom, and I thought I was just... I thought I was just hearing things, so we're laying there one night, and my husband goes, you hear that? And I said, you hear the music, too. I thought it was just me. <laughs> but And we also see someone who walks through our kitchen, like past our fridge and then into the wall, a lady in white. Every once in a while, we'll see her. Like out of the corner of your eye or directly yep. in front of you? No, like out of the corner of our eye, you'll look, and you'll see her just like really fast. It's interesting when you hear the stories of, uh, of people hearing music. You hear that quite often where somebody's like, I, I, I hear this music and I don't know where it's coming from. You know, music is one of those things that, that they say really resonates with, with people and it's something that, that you don't forget. Even, even when you get very, very old, uh, if you start to get dementia, if you start to lose memory, music is one of those things that, that tends to pull people back and memories back, which is really amazing. It makes you wonder when you hear the stories of the music in the afterlife and you hear stories of music coming out of things where music should not be coming out of like that. Is that something that we can still enjoy in the beyond? Is that something that that people are still enjoying or entities are still enjoying on the other side? I hope so. I really hope so. I hope when I get to go haunt people, which I have full intention of doing someday, full intention of doing, that I can still, you know, turn on my iPod, <laughs> you know, or, or whatever, whatever, you know, you know my, snap your finger, there you go, there's music. Suddenly, Michael McDonald starts playing out of a coffee cup, and my great-grandchildren will be like, what is going on? Why, when I have coffee every morning, I start hearing, okay, forget, you know, that's, that's what I'm planning on doing someday to my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, yeah. Michael McDonald music just coming out of a coffee mug in the morning when they're getting ready to go to work. And they're like, oh, great, Grandpa. There he goes again. He's playing Michael McDonald out of my coffee mug. That silly bastard. You know, that's that's what I plan on doing. Seriously. I'm not going to be like a mean ghost, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess with people. <laughs> that's all I'm going to do. That's, that's just, that's that's my goal. You got to set him, set him high. Let's go to another real ghost story. Hi. Uh, and again, the phone number to call if you have a real ghost story, 855 855- 853-4802-855-853-4802 to share yours. Hi, you're on the air. His name was Walt, and I uh, lived in this house that was built, they say, like in 1890, and it was a big four-story house. Mm-hmm. Never seen him, but you could just hear funny noises from time to time, and so we just always kind of nicknamed him Walt. Well, when my husband now um, started coming over to see me at this house, he always felt weird. Mm-hmm. Had a musty smell. He said, I can smell a musty smell. He goes, you've got a ghost. And I said, yeah, his name's Walt. And he always had this weird feeling, but we never did when we lived there. Well, when we moved me from my house to his house, he never had that feeling at his house. But when we moved my stuff that first night, he said, 
Walt came. And I said, what do you mean Walt came? He goes, I said, Walt came with us. We had to go back the next day to get the last load. And when we went back and came back that next day, he said, he must have gone home. He must have stayed over there. And I said, well, Walt always wanted to, he probably wanted to come and see where we were going to move and we were going to be okay. He just wanted to give you a housewarming ghost I, gift. I guess. I guess he came to check out to where we was at. But his name was Walt. That's what we called him. The story of Walt. Thank you for that call. 855-853-4802. 855-853-4802 is the number to call to share your real ghost story with us that that brings up another interesting topic of of in in the ghost world can you move can you go around can you follow people you know, oftentimes when you hear of something following people it's it's not so much a positive entity that's that's continuing onward and going with it oftentimes it's like oh okay that demonic spirit that keeps uh torturing the cat uh and and me uh is is still with us even though we've moved halfway across the country it doesn't seem to want to go away because the cat uh, is still being tortured and i'm still waking up with those scratch marks on my back i know the cat's not giving them to me because uh, it's you know there's hoof marks you know in, in the hallway that it's that that sort of thing that's that's following. You don't often hear of, you know, hey, the friendly neighborhood ghost Walt decided to come along and uh, he made us coffee this morning. But it makes you wonder, can can the good ghosts go wherever or is it just the, um, the really negative forces that are are able to do that? Yeah, really makes you think. We want to hear your real ghost stories. You can email them to us. Go to our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Click the Tell Us Your Ghost Story button. Call us, 855-853-4802. And as I said earlier in the show, uh, the show's wrapping up right now, so once you finish the show, hey, go to uh, iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to YouTube, wherever you're listening to us on. Leave us a comment on the show page, and then email me what your username was, what your comment was. And I'm going to email you then back personally a link to an exclusive episode just for you, just to say thank you for leaving that comment. This is a non-published show. It's just going to be for you. It's a full episode bonus to say thank you for leaving that comment. Uh, tell me, I guess I know what your username is, so I know what comment was yours. Uh, my email is Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. Email me what your comment was, what your username was, where you left it. I'll look it up. I'll reply back to you personally with that link saying, thank you. Here's a free episode because you are sharing the love. All right. Thank you so much for listening for Real Ghost Stories Online. And until next time, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening. 